0: With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select Campus miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears.
1: L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com.
2: Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start.
1: L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com.
2: You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new?
3: Welcome to Cavs HQ, presented by Betway. Thank you for joining us on the Cavaliers Audioverse. Now, here are your hosts, Tim Alcorn and Jim Jones.
4: From the Cavaliers production studios at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse in downtown Cleveland. Hi again, everybody. Welcome to Cavs HQ. Great to have you with us, and great to be joined as always. My one Jim Jones, my broadcast partner on the Cavaliers Audioverse and co-host here on Cavs HQ. Boy, Jim, we've got an interesting show coming up. Of course, we'll look back on last night's tough loss to Minnesota, but an incredible performance by Darius Garland. And then Kaylee Griffin's going to stop by and pay us a visit from Valley Sports. And your great friend from Milwaukee, Bucks, legendary broadcaster, Jim Paschke, will stop by as well.
5: Yeah, and Faithful, you don't want to miss this show. Kaylee is so dynamic. She does her homework, and uh, she's really enthusiastic about this team, and we're enthusiastic about her as far as being part of our Cavalier Broadcast family. And Jim Paschke, he and I go way back, too many years to mention. <laughs> but uh, he said some interesting things that I think uh, will impress our our listeners. No doubt. So, We
4: invite you to stay with us. This week's edition of Cavs HQ, presented by Betway, will continue after this on the Cavaliers Audioverse. Garland stops. Three.
5: Good. Good job.
4: Garland with a
5: three. Got
4: it. Oh, Darius Garland is simply sizzling right now. Garland, long three. Good. Darius. Garland hit it from the west side market Garland in the lane boots and scores Garland against Prince Garland stops three good DG hits the three ball pulls the Cavs to within two welcome back Cavs HQ presented by Betway all along in the Cavalier audio verse Tim Elcorn, along with Jim Jones and of course the guys who really make this show happen on the other side of the window are dynamic duo of senior producer Kurt McLaughlin and technical director Marty Allen. Hearing those highlights from the Cavaliers and the T Wolves on Sunday night, Cavs were down 20 going into the fourth quarter of play, and then Darius Garland just erupted in that fourth quarter, a 27 point quarter. On way to a career high fifty-one point ball game, but the Cavs couldn't quite complete that comeback, falling to the T-Wolves one twenty-nine to one twenty-four. But Jim, it's one of those games when you're driving home, you think, "Boy, did I just witness?" And for you and I, the the privilege of calling a game that we just saw. What a magnificent performance from DG!
5: Yes, it was, Tim. Uh, I just wonder. If those 27 points is that a Cavs high for a quarter play, I just wonder. I know Kurt, the genius, you know, will find out for us maybe before the show is ended. But 27 points is incredible. And the great thing about it is uh, the percentage that he shot, Tim, you know, he was so efficient. He was so efficient. They were what we call needy baskets. And he showed us, you know, without Donovan there, he's all right. It's just the... We have to figure out a way that they can coexist, and that's going to happen.
4: By the way, Jim, it was number two for points in a quarter. How about Kevin Love erupting for 34 in the first quarter against Portland back in November of 2016? Love had a 34-point quarter. Well, after the game on Sunday night, uh, DG, he was disappointed that the Cavs lost. Yeah, it was a great effort, unbelievable performance, but... As far as uh, his hot shooting, DG said, listen, the ball was just going in the basket. Nothing really different.
1: Another basketball game. The ball just went through the hole a lot more for me. That's all it is. I didn't get the outcome that I wanted. And the team feels the same way. Coach staff feels the same way. The ball just went in more tonight than it did the other nights.
4: the DG had been struggling as of late so when J.B. Bickerstaff was asked after the ball game about his performance he said listen unbelievable effort by Garland and it was good to see him bounce back. We all know what
6: Darius is capable of he wasn't going to play that way you know for too long he's too talented too good you know he's a special player so It's good for him, you know, good for his confidence to get him back out there and to have a night like tonight.
4: Yeah, an incredible performance with the 51 points. And, Jim, it just goes to show uh, when DG was out, Donovan Mitchell knew that he had to pick up more of the scoring load. And with Donovan out Sunday night against Minnesota, Garland says, hey, I've got to take it more upon myself. But he also just had that sizzling hot hand that the Cavs kept getting him the basketball.
5: That's a big part of it. You know, when a guy is hot, You know, you want to take advantage of it. And uh, he's such a likable guy. Darius Garland, faithful, is one of the best people you'll ever meet. Never complains, never talks about anybody. He just goes about his way doing his thing. And he's kind of shy. And uh, I saw something in him that, that we have to get out of him every game. He did the same thing with Sexton. He can score just as well as Donovan. But sometimes he concedes, and he's so team-oriented and point guard character that sometimes when he should be taking a shot, he's looking to pass the ball. And that only comes with experience. He and Donovan want to play together, and they will. You know, us as fans and broadcasters, we want it to happen sooner than it probably will. But by midseason, they should be in a heck of a groove.
4: Well, there's no doubt. Of course, uh, DG last night left it all on the floor in that 51-point ball game. Just absolutely gassed at the end and dg said after the ball game listen jb tried to take me out but i didn't want to come out
1: i don't even know what happened but i don't know You tried to take me out and i just told him no i just felt good I had a good amount of energy left in me for those last four or five minutes it was i guess and um just try to roll with it so he trusted in me and the coach I love. And,
4: Jim, you mentioned uh, D.G., the ultimate team player. Uh, even though he had 51 last night, it was within the system, within the concept. And D.G. said after the ball game he wanted to be there. He wanted to be on the floor for his team.
1: He just told me to just stay with it. Um, it's a team thing, so just wanted to be there for my guys. Um, they always been there for me, so just want to reciprocate the same thing and uh, just try to go out there and battle tonight.
4: And, Jim, J.B. talks about that all the time. Guys picking up one another, and we saw that last night.
5: Yeah, well, you know what? And that's what this team is about. That's why they call it a team sport. One on five. I don't think too many guys have won one on five. But, Tim, this Cavs team is so exciting. They're so unique. All of our young fans can grow with them. And all of our OGs, you know, we can look at them as our children because we're seeing them get better right in front of our eyes. Now, team, scout you. And so uh, that long road trip, teams have had a chance to see how are they winning, how are they scoring. So we've got to modify and maybe not, not necessarily change the strategy, but maybe modify some of the things we do to give ourselves a chance to win at the end of those games.
4: Well, that's a great point. Again, we're talking Cavs basketball on Cavs HQ presented by Betway. We're going to take a quick timeout. When we come back, Kaylee Griffith from Bally Sports will join us. She has a lot to talk about as far as her coverage of the Cavs on the television side. So stay with us. Kaylee's up next after this on the Cavaliers Audioverse. Mitchell, left side Love, three on the way. Perfect from Kevin Love. Dubot's in traffic. Allen blocked it. Out of there with it comes Levert. Four on three. Lavert in the middle. Lavert down the lane. Lavert scores. Garland into the lane. Flow no, Mobley stuffed it home. Here's Garland into the fourth quarter. D.G. around Allen. Garland stops right to the key out front. Mitchell three on the way. Tie game. Welcome back. It's Cavs HQ presented by Betway on the Cavaliers Audio Verse. Tim Elcorn, along with Jim Jones and, of course, the two guys on the other side of the window that really make this show pop, the dynamic duo, senior producer Kurt McLaughlin along with technical director Marty Allen. Thanks to those two guys for putting that highlight montage together. And the Cavs certainly have given us a share of highlights this season, although right now kind of... Hitting the skid, a four-game losing streak as the Cavs get ready for the Milwaukee Bucks on Wednesday night. Of course, you'll hear it all along the Cavs' audio verse. And for those of you that also watch the games on Bally's, we now welcome in for her first appearance on Cavs HQ, Kaylee Griffith, who of course has returned to Cleveland to cover Cavs basketball. So I would say uh, welcome in and welcome back. It's great to have you back in Cleveland.
0: Tim, Jim, thank you so much for having me on. It's great to be back. I mean, I I feel like I couldn't have picked a better time, right, to come back. This team is so young but thriving right now. Uh, Like you said, a little bit of a skid at the moment, but we've seen some great basketball to start the season, and I think it's good to put into perspective. We're only 12 games into the year, so before we get ahead of ourselves, like this is is the part of the season where we're all trying to learn, and, and this group is trying to learn each other. So I'm so excited to be back and looking forward to the season ahead.
5: Well, Kaylee, you know, uh, you and I have sat on the sideline and watched this team, and we both, uh, you know, during training camp, and we both were excited about the possibilities. Let's talk a little bit about you-know-who, Donovan Mitchell, <laughs> better than advertised.
0: Well, Jim, I, you and I specifically spoke about this, and, and you were the one to say it. He's a superstar, and we didn't want to throw yep. it out there too early, but I think it's safe to say that we can say that now I mean he's had eight games of 30 or more points in already this season with the Cavaliers he's been very open and saying this is the best stretch of basketball I've ever played in my career he has been good obviously a three-time all-star in five seasons with the Utah Jazz but he seems to have taken his game to another level here in Cleveland And I think the point for the Cavs in the front office bringing him in was to have a guy who could close out games who could have the ball in his hands and go get a bucket in those big moments. And time and time again, he has proved that he can be that guy for this team. Now, obviously, there's going to be a learning curve, which I think we're seeing now in terms of this backcourt figuring each other out when it has to be Darius's turn, when it has to be Donovan's turn. But my goodness, Donovan Mitchell has been incredible to start his Cavaliers career setting Historic numbers, not only in franchise history, but he's in list with just Wilt Chamberlain. Come on, if you're in a list with you and just Wilt Chamberlain, you are doing something very right. Donovan Mitchell has certainly done that so far.
4: Kaylee, I'm always interested when folks join the Cavaliers, whether it's on the broadcast side or the organization in general, uh, what their thoughts were on the team uh, before they arrived here. Now, you've been here before, but uh, when you were in Houston and you saw what the Cavs were putting together and developing, uh, what were your thoughts, and are they different now that you've come back to join Bally's?
0: Yeah, I think last year pretty much everyone around the league that was – witnessing the Cavs and what they were doing was a little surprised because I think there was an expectation that this team was taking a next step but I don't think anyone expected them to take that next step so quickly that they did a season ago obviously injuries kind of stunted that towards the end of the season but they were incredible I remember quite vividly coming into Rocket Mortgage Shields house last December with the Rockets and absolutely getting run out of the gym by this Cavaliers team. Jared Allen was incredible. Evan Mobley was putting on a show, seeing what the young talent was able to do, and to put into perspective just how young this group is, I think it's important to remember, is they are just starting to go through some of the the, grow, the growing spurts. Uh, Evan Mobley, J.B. Bickerstaff has said time and time again, He's trying to just learn his body. I mean, he's growing still, and it's so important to realize that that he's not only adjusting to the NBA game, but adjusting to his body changing and getting stronger. So um, from an outsider's perspective coming in, I was amazed at the step they took last season. And then to come in now and see, again, the step that they've taken adding Donovan is incredible to watch and again, this is just the beginning, right? They, they still have some growing pains to, to figure out. And we're seeing that, I think, a little bit now. I think the eight-game winning streak to start the season was incredible, but not something that we expected witnessing what we saw from training camp. And now we're seeing just you know, part of that growing period of this team learning each other and having to go through the ups and downs that come with an NBA season
5: yeah i used to tell mike snyder all the time that uh they scout you <laughs> and once yeah. they scout you you know they they look at your strengths and weaknesses so and uh, so they forced us to modify or at least approach the game a little bit differently than we have during the streak the other thing is uh let's talk about the eastern conference how crazy it is i mean there's so much talent You know, especially Embiid. What did he get last night? He had 50-some points.
0: 59. 59. And it's crazy because actually in our post game show, we were talking about how Darius had just set the NBA season high with 51 points. And then good thing we got it in because an hour later, Joel Embiid set the new NBA season high with 59. So, yeah, incredible depth in the Eastern Conference.
4: So, Kaylee, take a minute and just kind of – Look at that in a, in a general sense. Uh, Cavaliers, as we've said, kind of slid to 8-5, and five, but all sorts of basketball still remains. But as you look at the East, uh, Jim mentioned Philly. Of course, uh, Brooklyn, anytime you have Durant, you're going to be a threat. Boston, the defending champs. Of course, Milwaukee won the whole thing a couple of years ago. So, And there's others. But taking those teams into account, uh, where do you see the Cavs fitting in?
0: I mean, I think the Cavaliers, where they are right now, they're sitting at fourth in the East. They're tied with the Atlanta Hawks. I could see this team being a top-four team as they continue to grow. Now, obviously, you got to put things into perspective. The Boston Celtics seem to be starting to click. But, hey, the the Cavaliers have already beaten them twice in this early season. So that gives the Cavs a little bit of an advantage when you go into maybe a head-to-head matchup come playoff time and we're seeding falls. The Milwaukee Bucks are always going to be interesting. Giannis, of course, has missed the last few games, I think the last three, so that's where they've gone one and 2 be interesting to see that matchup come Wednesday. But um, I still think the Cavaliers can be a top half of the Eastern Conference um, when it comes to the playoff seating. But things are going to shake out a lot differently. Do I expect the Brooklyn Nets to be 12th in the Eastern Conference the entire way? Probably not. Do I expect the Heat to be 10th? Probably not. I think things are going to continue to shake out as the season goes. but it's so fun to be a part of this right now and to see the parody in the Eastern conference and the Western conference right now, because I don't know if anyone really expected that to happen, but to see a lot more balance across the league has made it a lot more interesting. And of course, as you guys know, you can't take any team lightly at any point of the season, but now it, it feels like it's even elevated to another level where every single team you're facing off against is consistently competing for a slot, whether it's, a playoff team, or maybe even a play-in tournament team. So it, I'm enjoying it. I think things are going to shake out a little bit more as the season progresses. But right now, it's so much fun to see and so much parity in the Eastern Conference and the entire NBA.
4: Boy, wholeheartedly agree. Again, our guest is Kaylee Griffith from Valley Sports as she joins us on this week's edition of Cavs HQ presented by Betway. We'll hear more from Kaylee after this on the Cavaliers Audioverse.
3: On November 1st, the Cleveland Cavaliers and Davy Tree Expert Company honored their annual Trees for Threes promise with a tree planting event at Brookside Reservation in the Cleveland Metro Park System. Volunteers gathered to plant 30 trees in the reservation of the 120 total trees being planted in the Cleveland Metro Parks after the last half season. The Cavaliers and Davy Trees Trees for Threes Promise is an initiative in which the two Northeast Ohio-based organizations pledge to plant one tree in their home region for every three-pointer made during the Cavs season. The Cleveland Metro Parks are one of the 20 beneficiaries of the Cavs and Davy Tree Partnership in the 2021-22 season, which provided a total of 953 trees to various Northeast Ohio communities. Cavs in the Community is brought to you by Discount Drug Mart, We'll be back with more Cavs HQ presented by Betway right after this on the Cavaliers Audioverse. You're experiencing Cavs HQ on the Cavaliers Audioverse. Once again, here's Tim Alcorn and Jim Jones.
4: We welcome you back to this week's edition of Cavs HQ. Great to have you with us and great to have joining us On this week's edition of Cavs HQ is Kaylee Griffith from Valley Sports. And, of course, uh, not only can you listen to the Cavaliers along the Cavaliers audio verse, but we certainly know a lot of people Love watching the Cavaliers as well on Valley Sports. John Michael, of course, uh, along with Austin Carr and Mike Fratello and Brad Doherty and Serena Winters. And Kaylee, I want to start there because uh, Serena, of course, the sideline host as far as those broadcasts are concerned. Uh, You're involved with pregame and the like and all across the NBA. Uh, we have seen this growth of women in broadcasting and women involved in all sorts of levels in the NBA. And I think it's just awesome. I think it's fantastic. So uh, take us through your journey and what it's like to see women play more and more prominent roles in the league and especially on that broadcasting side.
0: Yeah, it's been so awesome. Um, My journey has kind of been all over the place, to be honest. I graduated from Providence College and our prestigious nba broadcasting alum is doris burke so i can't really think of a bigger uh mentor when it comes to women in broadcasting particularly in basketball and specifically in the nba so um, i started covering the big east right out of college of course went to a big east school and was doing a lot of digital content from the conference i then spent two years uh, with the san antonio spurs as a digital reporter unfortunately after two years they just cut the position and i think it's it's i always try to tell broadcasters coming up the industry you kind of have to expect the unexpected and that's what happened to me when i was 25 i just had the position cut and it's part of the industry it's part of sports it's part of broadcasting and so uh came back to the east coast where I'm from originally i ended up landing this job in cleveland with the cavs and fox sports ohio at the time and i kind of did everything i was doing a lot of radio i was doing uh, linear work digital work kind of thrown all over the place and after my season there um i had the opportunity to go down to houston where i spent the last three seasons as the sideline reporter for the houston rockets and Because of COVID and the craziness, I actually had the opportunity to host the bubble, the restart. And then throughout that next season, when we didn't travel, I was the full-time pre and post-game host, as well as doing sideline, which obviously was so different because we weren't around the team. And then in the following year, I ended up kind of doing, obviously, full-time reporting, traveling again, but I was doing a lot of hosting as well. And I covered the, the Houston Astros, too, the last three years as a host and a reporter. So it gave me a lot of opportunities to try out both roles. And personally, as much as I love reporting and I love being in the mix, hosting has kind of given me my voice, I feel like, in terms of being able to share a little bit about my thoughts and involving the analysts and having really deeper discussions about what we're witnessing and, and how things are evolving. And so uh, I, when this opportunity came up, I, I jumped at it. I was so excited. I loved my time in Cleveland, even though it was just for a season and to have the opportunity to go back where I felt like there was maybe a little unfinished business for me in terms of just being in this city and around this organization. I I couldn't be more excited for how it's happened. And I am so proud to be kind of part of this NBA women initiative in terms of just having more women involved in the league. It's been really awesome. There's a lot of incredible females in roles of higher positions here. I think of Swin Cash with the Pelicans and the assistant coaches around the league. Lindsey Gottlieb, who was here, and then got the head coaching job at USC. So it's it's been really, really cool to see that evolution for women in the NBA. And now it's, it's hard to believe that I've been in the NBA for seven years now, I, I, but it's been so great. And I, I'm thrilled to be a part of this broadcast team.
5: That's awesome. You need to be commended because I've had a chance to catch some of your broadcasts. Because we're West Coast and then you play back. And then, you know, so uh, when I got home, I had a chance to look at some of your stuff. You are to be committed for the work you do. I just think your prep work and then your on-site presence has been fantastic. Now, let's talk about those OGs that you've been forced to, uh, to sit there with. <laughs> Mike Fratello, Campy Russell, and the other night it was Austin Carr uh, about a week ago. So talk a little bit. What's it like to be with Mr. Cavalier? Mike Fatella, one of the great coaches in our league, and Campy Russell, who was an all star when he was here in Cleveland.
0: Oh, it's awesome. I mean, they're the best. It is so great to get to know them off of the broadcast because I feel like that connection that we are starting to build away from what we're doing on TV helps us carry over into the broadcast. And it it definitely takes a little time. I think people um, sometimes don't realize that you don't just walk on TV and just have an instant chemistry. It takes a little time to understand each other's styles. And so the first few games, I definitely was feeling out how to do it, especially when I would have two analysts with me. So Coach might like it one way. He might like a question framed him one way and can't be might like it a different way. So for me, it was definitely a little bit of a learning curve to try to understand how each person operates best on the show. Um, but it's part of the job, too. It's part of the challenge that I have as the host to moderate and dictate how the show runs. And so it's been great. And I mean, I'm, I'm so fortunate because they are all so smart and understand the game and their perspectives are so interesting when it comes to things that are happening with this team. So I've been very fortunate to work with them. And in Houston, I worked very closely with Calvin Murphy, who, if anyone knows him, is just about as crazy as you can imagine. And He <laughs> prepared me quite well for now working with a number of analysts, I feel like, because I never knew what was going to happen when I was on air with him. So I feel so fortunate to have the opportunity to work with all three of these guys. And Um, Looking forward to as the season progresses to just building more chemistry, and I think you're going to see that as the shows continue to go on.
4: Again, we're talking with Kaylee Griffin from Bally Sports as she joins us this week on Cavs HQ, presented by Betway. Now, Kaylee, there's a natural follow-up to that because when you work with those guys here in Cleveland, they wear sharp suits, they're natalie attired. Anybody that has seen some of the things Calvin Murphy wears, now he has some outrageous outfits. How did you make that work on set?
0: <laughs> he has some of the most outrageous outfits I have ever seen in my life. And truly, on a day-to-day basis coming in, I was just mentally preparing myself for what I was going to be seeing. Now the craziest thing actually was when we were in the when we were in the restart and we were just not traveling. Somehow, the two of us were on the same wavelength, and we would be wearing the same colors so often. I would have a blue shirt on. He'd have a royal blue suit on, and it started to become a a running joke, but actually, he did take me shopping one time. I'll have to show you guys the pictures. I now have a bejeweled royal red jacket, and... I will show you the pictures, because we did wear it on air one day, and I will cherish that forever, because uh, it was so fun, and Calvin is the best, but yes, his style is outrageous, I could never pull it off if he's a very specific person to be able to pull that off.
4: Calvin in the amazing Technicolor suit, because it was always pretty loud, and yet uh, Calvin could somehow pull it off. Uh, He is so much fun and had a chance to interact with him a few times. So, Kaylee, before we let you go, uh, as we look ahead, and there's so much basketball still to be played, but kind of in your mind, how do you see this team, uh, meaning the Cavs, how do you see them progressing, and how do you see this season unfolding?
0: Well, first for this group, it, I think it starts with just making sure everyone gets healthy, making right. sure Donovan's ankle is good. Garrett Allen, JB said last night that his knee is really nothing to be concerned about, but it's something he's been dealing with for a while now, just so the, the sore knee. So they wanted to give him some extra rest. So I, I think it's making sure that this team just helps as possible through the remainder of the season. But I think that they are on the right track. Tons of talent. They're young. They're adjusting to each other right now. I think it's the patience point in terms of just – Understanding that this wasn't going to come together immediately with Donovan and getting everyone acquainted to each other. We got really fortunate that they won on an early eight-game winning streak, but they're going to figure it out. It's, It's all part of the process, and I think we're seeing that with a lot of teams across the NBA. So I think it's preaching patience, which I know can be hard for a fan base, but understanding that this was probably the learning curve that we all sort of expected was going to happen. And as the season progresses and as the games go on, things are going to get easier for this team. They're going to have more of an understanding. And I think we've seen the fight in this group every single game, which is something you just can't teach. So the fact that they have that right now speaks volumes to this group, speaks volumes to them buying into J.B. Bickerstaff. System. And I think we're going to reap the rewards for that as the year goes
4: on. Well, that's a great, great take. Kaylee, we appreciate it. Your first, but let's hope not the last appearance on Cavs HQ. Uh, great insights. And to echo what Jim said earlier, uh, great admiration for your work. You're doing a fabulous job on Bally. So we appreciate you stopping by. And as I said, uh, let's hope we have you back uh, in the near future because this was terrific. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for having me, guys. Anytime, please. Just let me know, and I'll be available.
4: Sounds great. Kaylee Griffin from Bally Sports joining us here on this week's edition of Cavs HQ, presented by Betway. Quick timeout, more to come. Stay with us on the Cavaliers Audioverse.
6: Let's get this one. Robinson stepped back three. Yes! Yes! Doggy Robinson. Doggy! He's an all star. Doggy! Uh, Jennings. Three. He's yeah! got oh, Brandon Jennings. Oh, oh, Brandon Jennings on opening night of three with seven tenths on the inbound play. they not go home happy in Milwaukee
4: tonight. Uh, one of the legendary voices in the NBA, Jim Paschke, who for many, many years called. Milwaukee Bucks basketball and of course you heard some of the great calls right there as we welcome you back to Cavs HQ presented by Betway Tim Elcorn, along with Jim Jones and Jim uh, once again you've reached into this unbelievable black book of yours to uh, bring a legend into our program and so uh, since you and the other Jim Jim Paschke know each other so well uh, I'll let you get things started here with our great guest.
5: Well, I will because uh, Jim carried me when I started doing Bucks <laughs> games. And I'm telling Jim, I really appreciate that time. It's the little things I watch you, the little subtle things that, that uh, show your genius. And uh, it's an honor for us to have you talk to us. One of the things I wanted to talk to you about was this new Bucks team. You know, you're seasoned, you're world champions, but it looks like you're having a lot of injuries all of a sudden.
6: Well, first of all, thanks for having me on, Jim. Tim, thank you very much. And, uh, Jim, it was the other way around. You carried me. And uh, all of the analysts that I work with have, have carried me over the years. I like this team. I think they had a pretty good offseason. Marshawn Beauchamp was a great addition uh, coming out of the G League with the Ignite. And, uh, you know, very athletic player, and he plays great defense. Uh, it's a very deep team. But right now they are struggling with injuries. Uh, Giannis has been out most recently. Uh, Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, of course, uh, they haven't seen Joe Ingles yet. Pat Connaughton has not played, and yet this team is 10-2. and two. So uh, <laughs> right now I'm not too worried about uh, the early season injuries.
4: Jim, a couple of years ago, Milwaukee wins it all. As Jim Jones just said, world champions. Uh, last year they fall in that unbelievable seven-game series with the Celtics. Did that setback, did that loss to Boston kind of fuel the offseason? Could you sense that?
6: Well, I don't think I sensed it necessarily. I think what happened in the
4: offseason
6: was predicated on the fact that you had a championship-caliber team. Those become very expensive, as we all know, and so you have to be very judicious in how you allocate dollars to keep people, and you still have to think, what, three, five years ahead as you you know, worry about the future somewhere out there. Uh, But right now it's about winning championships as long as Giannis is here. And so uh, I think the setback against Boston, uh, you know, we were in that period of time in the NBA where the short seasons, the short off seasons were uh, impacting players in the sense that you never were in a normal schedule. You didn't get a lot of rest of the off season. Everything was compacted. So I think that one can kind of get away and, and it's not that big of a deal. Of course, you want it to beat Boston. And I want to say something about the early season success relative to that in a minute. But first of all, not that big of a deal, but I'll bet it's in their craw the same way that the Eastern Conference finals lost to Toronto back in 19 really kind of was a turning point mentally for the Bucks as they battled back, and then two years later won the championship. So when you go 9-0 and to start a season, and 10-2 and as they are now, I think those first nine victories, what occurred to me was, if you remember in the last game of last season, the Bucks sat out their starters, lost the game, final game of the season, and also gave up the seventh game home court advantage to Boston. My thinking is, if you win the first nine, you go 10-2, and These victories in October and November might come into play, and it might give you some leeway in how you get a championship-caliber team ready for the playoffs. So I think this is a great thing, and, um, you know, you might be able to set some people down late in the season and get away with it and not affect your seating. I'm a big believer in getting as many Game 7s at home as possible.
5: Hmm. I agree with you, Pesky. You know, we talk about the Eastern Conference, how it has improved and matured talk a little bit about how difficult this year looked like looks like it may be more difficult than your championship year seems like some of the lesser teams are going to be better well i was thinking about that uh, i have been thinking about that in the last few days i think the bucks are
6: uh, right at the top or near the top in terms of yep. uh, their ability to get through the east i really believe that and of course boston is you know sitting there with their 10 and 3 start and then in my mind jim i started to think about teams that might surprise or teams that might get hot at the right time you know cleveland is a team that i started really appreciating last year and i still appreciate uh you know i think that that would be a tough series and philadelphia i mean Embiid scores 59 points right so i i think there are a lot of teams in the eastern conference atlanta's scary in its own way at times uh you know they're not ready yet for a sustained run year after year i don't think but in a given series. So, yeah, I, I really, um, I, I think the East is is interesting and uh, the Bucks are going to have to uh, do their work to get through the East. There's no cakewalk here.
4: Again, we're talking with Jim Paschke, longtime broadcaster for the Milwaukee Bucks has stepped aside from those duties, but still certainly involved with the organization. Cavs and Bucks Wednesday night all along the Cavaliers' audio verse. And Jim, I want to circle back. Uh, You made a couple of comments there about the Cavaliers, how they opened your eyes last year, and of course the the blockbuster deal right before Labor Day weekend to acquire Donovan Mitchell. When you saw the Cavs had brought Mitchell on board uh, to add to the core nucleus that they had here from last year, what was your reaction?
6: Well, first of all, last year, I I thought that Cleveland had this large team, tall, lengthy team that really could do some damage. And then when Rubio went down, I think that was a big blow, obviously. But now this year, I look at Darius Garland and and if Rubio comes back, I mean, I really like Cleveland. I like Donovan Mitchell and Jared Allen. I know they're injured right now, but, uh, you know, that's a team that that scares me uh, potentially and uh, you know there's a lot of talent on that team so i think they're going to have a lot of fun this year and of course Darius had 51 last night right yes. or in the last game yeah so cleveland is on my radar for sure this season
5: jim when you talk about uh, injuries the reason why i'm harping on injuries is is because we are so fragile ourselves you know we you know the, the first game home is always tough off a long west coast trip you know that but to lose two of our starters, it, it really hurts. But playing in the summer, I remember Bill Russell once, Dwight Howard asked Bill Russell, what do you do in the summer? And Bill said, rest. And uh, he said, Dwight Howard never talked to him again. No, he never talked <laughs> to Dwight Howard again because these guys are playing on the Olympic teams. Uh, Jetty Osmond plays. I know that Giannis and his brothers all played. That's a that's a tremendous uh, responsibility and I know management must be sitting there just praying every day.
6: Well, I, I think that's very true. And I think especially in the last two to three years when the offseason was condensed due to the pandemic and all of that, I mean, it was really an issue in my mind. I haven't talked to anybody in basketball you know, at length about how they view it. But when you have a player like Giannis, you can't really say, no, you can't represent Greece because a lot of <laughs> things right. are – are tied to that. And, you know, when you're at that level, it's a little different, but Ray Allen used to uh, be the same. He would go play all summer. And I always wondered, you know, when do you rest and when does your body get to heal? But sports science has also advanced Jim to the point where things are different than when Bill Russell played. And, you know, the recovery is much different. I think now I'm not a sports scientist, but, uh, I believe that, you know, there are advancements there that help players. At least that's what they tell me. So uh, yep. everything's different, but, um, you know, I, I always look at that, too. When do you rest, and when does the body get a chance for a breather?
4: Jim, you've got about 30 seconds. How much do you miss broadcasting?
6: I miss the preparation. I miss, you know, the two and a half hours of uh, doing the game, but I, I wanted to miss that. I knew that I would miss that, and I made the right choice for myself and uh, hit it at the right time. and and then they got that ring for me on the way out. So uh, oh, you'll never yes. hear me complain about my
4: decision. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Just awesome. Well, again, we can't thank you enough for stopping by and paying us a visit. Great to hear your voice and obviously uh, continued success in your continued involvement with the Bucks organization. But we really appreciate your time.
5: Thank, thank you. Jim. I appreciate, appreciate the... being with you oh. guys. Thanks. Okay. Thank you.
4: Thanks, Jim. Jim Paschke. Longtime voice of the Milwaukee Bucks, joining us here on Cavs HQ, presented by Betway. We'll close things out on this week's edition of the program after this on the Cavaliers Audioverse. That does it for this week's edition of Cavs HQ, presented by Betway. Boy, a great big thank you to our guests, Kaylee Griffin, and you just heard from Jim Paschke, longtime voice of the Milwaukee Bucks, Huge thanks to the dynamic duo, senior producer, Kurt McLaughlin, technical director, Marty Allen, Jim Jones. A huge thank you to you as well. Biggest thanks goes to you, the listeners. Hope you enjoyed it. Cavs and Bucks tomorrow night on the Cavaliers Audioverse. It'll tip off at 8. The Huntington Tip-Off show will come your way at 7.30. So until then, Tim Elcorn saying thanks for listening and so long, everybody.
3: Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home